This is Always Remember The Mod State Podcast And now, your hosts Always Remember Others may hate you Alright, listen to that The new I don't know if you can hear the intro or not but um, I can Well, there's a little Richard Nixon in there for you So Yeah, I heard Tricky Dicky was on there Yeah So, I don't know in with the old, out with the new, whatever. I don't know. There's, there's, there's Dickie for you. He beats the, uh, the alternative, right? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> you suppose? I suppose. Who would you rather have? Uh, it, I just need a good sounding intro and I'm fine. It really doesn't matter who's on there. Oh, well, oh, I, I, I meant as president, but sure. Do tell. Go ahead. <sighs> Well, there's nothing to tell. What really is to tell is that we are back. And as always, wherever you're tuning in from on planet Earth on this pale blue dot, thank you. And we certainly appreciate your listenership and look forward to continued listenership. And for anyone out there who's new listening to this podcast, oh, your face just showed up on the screen there. Uh, I was going to say, I I can see you, Kirk. Can you see me? You caught me off guard. Anyway, to those new listeners, thank you for tuning in. Head over to uh, Podomatic.com. That's our hosting site. You can leave comments there to all the podcast episodes. Um, And as always, wherever you're listening to this podcast, continue to do so. Um, We are found on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, I think on Amazon um, now as well. uh, iTunes, etc. Um, you can find us there. Sometimes it's actually hard to peg how many uh, how many downloads we actually get. However, I do think Podomatic does a good job of aggregating all of the downloads from uh, from all the dif- different parts of the web, if you will. Um, however, uh, that's beyond my tech. Well, see, you know, that's one of the, the better things about our metrics is that they uh, they do aggregate, but it's it's basically a guesstimation. We're not really sure per Pandora and Amazon what we get, but the bottom line is there are an awful lot of you that have reinforced our efforts. Yeah, indeed, and we appreciate it. Yes. Well, um, gosh, there's. You know, it was interesting in precast. Uh, I said, you "Well, well, there's not." Um, I said, "There's not like a lot going on," and and there certainly is a lot going on, but I think we're in this holding pattern uh, at the moment to to figure out what uh, sort of happens, uh, especially with all the nomination process that's going on with uh, with Biden's uh, nominees for various government agencies. Um, and namely one being Merrick Garland, which I think we'll touch on a bit later in this episode. Find a little common ground here uh, in terms of a a good, solid nominee for a specific position. I I think, look, I think think Merrick Garland uh, will do a lot to repair the, I think probably the morale at the DOJ, uh, but also really be a a nonpartisan. No. I, I mean, I should, nonpartisan is not the right word. I should say not what we saw with Barr as I, I sort of blatant. I don't think nonpartisan is incorrect. I, I certainly, I mean, I, I applauded 
Garland for a reason just now. I think he's a true centrist, but I also don't dislike Barr. I, I think there's that's a fine line there, but I also, I, I believed him when he testified before Congress and said, look, I was happily drifting into retirement with my grandchildren. I didn't come back to be stooge for anybody. And I don't think he was. He just has a, he has a very strident view of the unitary executive theory. And it just so happened to be under uh, a very singular executive. I mean, That's my perspective. Do you like Barr because of that viewpoint? Because I feel like it's sort of... Well, it's very Hamiltonian. I, I feel like that doesn't really jive much with sort of the big government idea, uh, or at least oversight. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's just what the founders argued against. Now, listen, I'm not I, I'm not a legal mind like Barr at all, and I, maybe he can pull up some. Um, maybe he can pull up some examples from the founders who who felt that. Uh, well, that was the way the executive. Founding, I, I I don't know, but my favorite founding father, Alexander Hamilton, actually had such a broad view. He actually. He didn't call it this, but that's where Barr and company get their idea of the unitary executive theory. But he had such a broad view of the presidency that it was it was likened to, unto a, a monarchy, almost a monarchical figure. Um, because I, I do feel you're done that with that. It, it's a fine hair to split because I. I'm not saying I'm necessarily down with that, but I also have a problem, for instance, with foreign policy being run by subcommittee. So it's it's a very difficult hair to split. You know, I, I, I see where somebody could be like, whoa, dude, whoa. But I also see that in times of crisis or crises, as we've been wanting to have, I'm not real comfortable with uh, 18 Congress people splitting hairs over, well, maybe we shouldn't allow the Kurds to get massacred in Syria. I just, you know, I, I'm not sure which way to go there, but I'm more comfortable with having a strong executive in that sense. But there's situations, of course, where you can go, well, dude, look at this. Mm -hmm. yeah. But anyway, that's a very... Bohr has a very Hamiltonian view of the executive, All right. right or wrong. And, and I, I genuinely asked. It wasn't as if uh, I was trying to play, I got you on that. Uh, just a genuine question. <clears throat> um, where were we? Oh, yeah, we were talking about uh, that was going to be something we'd talk about later, <clears throat> except for we didn't. We talked about it right now and not about McGarland. We talked about Barr. Well, um, at least it was brief. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I think we got a good show for you. If you're still here at seven minutes, uh, I think we got a good bizarre, but I don't think it's necessarily as bizarre as it is really cool. And that would be the perseverance landing on Mars. I'll tell you, um, I sort of tuned in on a whim because there was a, uh, a local app that I have for news that popped up and said, follow the rover the per rover perseverance landing live and i just tuned in and it happened to be this amazing uh you certainly he was guy was narrating the scene um pretty cool wasn't it oh it was very cool so happy to talk about that um and then we're gonna move in to more of the educational 
Um, and this educational is going to be interesting um, because <laughs> I, I want I took a moment to to try to rephrase this uh, prior to the actual air, uh, episode, and that is what is what is Texas politics because it majorly failed the state of Texas this last week in a huge way. Um, and so I'm curious to just, we're going to break that down and what, why Texas is so different um, uh, and why the Texas conservatives really shouldn't even be lumped in um, to like the, the, the sort of GOP or conservatives because they're just Texas. Um, and then for the main body, I think you set me up. Uh, I mean, you can come up with the topics. Uh, no, that's cool. No, I mean, you, you set me up here. I like it. And I then, like it. uh, the 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 body i think again we'll we'll touch back on Merrick Garland and why someone like him is an important pick for right now um and you'd brought something up in precast you had said you know i think you do believe that biden is making an effort to unity um however some of his picks have been or at least one of them in particular has been a bit problematic um how do we reconcile that um is that um you know what 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 do we make of that and i think overall just have a, a fairly open discussion because it's been a minute since we sat down together so oh. yeah. any objections no all right no the eyes have it let me fix myself here there we go okay say there's shit falling i mean god well okay so let's dive in to the bazaar here um so several days ago uh a team successfully landed a Mars rover, namely rover Perseverance, on the surface of Mars. And I'll have to say that it was it was pretty damn exciting. And, you know, there's, there's only a, a few things in life, I think, that you see in real time that have so much consequence, right? And, uh, or, or the stakes are so high. And I don't mean like a presidential election, but like a sporting event where the stakes are so high. At the end of the game, it's down to the field goal, but it's a 45-yard punt, and he's been successful, you know, 50% of the time. Like, those are, those are high stakes, right? And this I was the World Cup's pretty thrilling, but I see your point. Yeah, okay, we're, we're the World Cup... Um, Penalty kicks. Penalty kicks, right? So consequential, every move. <clears throat> and that was the way this was. It was it, when you when the when the narrator of this uh, saga began to dive uh, a little deeper into how long it took. I mean, some of these folks had started working on this project years ago, and were just and this was it. Like everything, billions of dollars, international collaboration unbelievable science prototypes all basically just big computer equation uh was it 40 it's it's over like several maybe is it several hundred million miles away on a planet and it was you could you could watch um the uh the team and there was a lot of chatter back and forth and Every phase that they advanced upon, like entering atmosphere and parachute deployment, et cetera, there was just a little bit more. Uh, I mean, they were they were so calm under pressure. It was amazing. But when it got one hundred forty million miles, one hundred and forty million miles. Why did I say I was thinking forty million? One hundred and forty million miles. I mean, still, I mean, I didn't know. But... Right. So one hundred and forty million miles away, 
and they basically have programmed I I suppose they have some facts now there's not there's not that's not the first rover on Mars but um it was pretty cool um, this one this one will reach top speeds and I'm not mocking anyone here but this one will reach top speeds of 1.5 miles per hour true story but what's really neat is they also have dispatched a little mini helicopter yes yes it will fly alongside the rover and take pictures i actually i i'm not i'm not being snarky i think this is really cool and it's gonna travel what 20 some odd miles i mean 1.5 miles per hour um Can't you mean the that far. you mean the um uh the rope god bless you thank you good thing there's a kill I mean, switch um, it's not it's not very far that it's going it's probably more than 20 miles but the point is they're basically it's like an alley-oop of nasa sorts this is setting up samples they're going to grab to see if there's microbial life or whatever, as we've long since speculated. And then the next mission we send is going to actually go and extract some of those. Am I? Yeah. Well, and on top of that, it's like you said before with the rover, um, with the helicopter, it's sort of a, a test flight to see. Pretty cool. Um, to test flight to see how this would actually work on a Martian planet and would set up for more exploration missions, like getting into crevices in Mars, covering more distance. So I think there's ungodly, it's super cool. It's just, um, I think it was like a, a win that for at least nerds out there, which I do consider myself. I'm not it. I'm not classic, probably a classic nerd, but there's, I I just play video games. So no, um, yeah, but I self-taught myself guitar and piano. That's, nerdy somehow right that, yeah that, that 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 mitigates some of the damage okay. there um so i appreciate what i do is i i appreciate art and i appreciate mastery of something and that is true mastery to be able to bring all that together and put on on mars well because um, how long was the window they called it what what was it the window of death or something like that the 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 what was it 10 to 20 minute period where it broke through the atmosphere yeah. and they were blind they didn't know if it had landed or not basically they get the signal <clears throat> in yeah they get what they call like telemetry but right like a heartbeat what, what, what was that phrase i can't remember it was something anyway it was something ominous like you know the the dark phase or something it, basically because the the differential between the 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 feedback satellite feedback but then the object our device broke through the atmosphere of mars and they weren't going to know for there's something between like seven and 20 minutes or something like I that i don't remember it being again i could have been um misinterpreting what was going on but there was a period of time where they only had this telemetry which is that heartbeat that they that basically they knew it was still right. alive but they really had no contact real it's time pretty with cool it. man I mean, it's it's super cool. Um, it's, to, it's, it's it's a positive note. I mean, that that some semblance of something, um, not negative is happening. No, I agree. I it was kind of this quiet thing happening in the background. Um, you know, they had to, they had to do a lot of this remotely too which was even crazier. <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. I mean, these people, these people are sitting in their homes. There's, 
at one point the lady, one of the ladies that worked, and I don't mean that offensively, the gentle lady that worked for NASA, she had to, she had to mute her computer because her kids were running through the kitchen because they're remotely controlling this device that lands on Mars and go, my God, this is magnificent. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. I mean, now, quick caveat, or not caveat, but you know, uh, addendum here. Would you go? Because, you know, it's until 22, 23-something, it's a one-way flight. Um, so if you got approved, would you go? Yeah, I think, I think I'd have to... You know, I think I'd have to know why beyond just going to Mars, right? Like, what would be my mission there, right? I would need to... First podcast on Mars. Oh, there you go. Um, if, if I knew that I was doing something meaningful to potentially advance the cause to going to Mars or uh, really researching something or being like some medical professional there, then I think it'd be cer a certain consideration um, because it would be an incredible legacy. Um, but, you know, if I was going there just to go there. Um, You'd never come back here. I mean, quite frankly, I think that even on planet Earth, I have a hard time when I don't feel like I have a purpose, but certainly being at Mars doing nothing would be pretty fucking boring. So, well, I, mean, I mean, you know, we're, we're taking, since, you know, fentanyl is a, is a synthetic opioid. They don't need the actual plant. They don't need poppies to grow it. You know, they've got that there. Uh, synthesized and I'm assuming at some point they're gonna find a way to do the same with grass but that's gonna be an issue and I, I know people are like oh my god no but think about it what happens when you're not actively engaged in something and you're 140 million miles from earth there ain't no going back are you talking about Mars drugs well think about it what happens when you're idle you are not actively engaged. There's no corn. There's no wheat. Okay, I, I guess you got fruit you could make some toilet wine out of, but fentanyl can be synthesized without the poppy plant. I could imagine. I figured that out with THC yet, but think about this for a second. People are going to be going nuts. Bro, I'll just, I'll just DM Elon Musk. Shoot me off a uh, blast off rocket to Mars with a big old bag of weed on it. And we just do that every couple of years. Well, that's what I was getting at. You need to just smuggle in your own bag of grass with some seeds in it. Cause I mean, look, anybody that scoffs at this idea, you haven't thought about being 140 miles from earth with zero. No. Benito, Benito return trip. Yeah. You, you you're gonna go a little wild. Yeah, I I, I would imagine. I'm I, you know I'm too much of a people person. I I don't think that I would really enjoy it to be honest with you. But mm. anyway, know. yeah, I'm just kidding, y'all. I um, we don't we're Gonzo and name only. We don't believe in any of that. Well, boy, leaving Mars behind us leaving Mars behind us in the rearview mirror, we're going to reach out to your rent. <clears throat> um, we're going to come back to earth and, uh, I think, unfortunately you're right there in camera. 
No, it's just the one of the macaws was flipping out. Oh, one of the birds. She's good. She's good. In the studio. Um, yeah. So uh, let's bring it back to uh, to Texas. And I was a yes. little I was a little disingenuous maybe over the phone uh, and precast. Maybe I came off a little bit too forcefully. But you hurt my feelings. I think. I think there is a, certainly I think we can acknowledge that Texas is um, slowly, I, w- I wouldn't say it's going to flip blue, <clears throat> but slowly be having a more diverse population. It's a growing state. It always has been. Um, so I don't think it's out of the poss- realm of possibility that Texas flips at some point. And I sent, I remember, um, and for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, this is really a reference to the other. They don't know about Texas? What's that? They don't know about Texas? For anyone that might not know on planet Earth somewhere, that there was a massive, I mean, almost like, was it over 70% of Texas was covered in snow and had like less, it was like 30. It was, it was cold enough that people died in Texas. But you know what's important? Is that Senator Ted Cruz and his family got away for a day? They did. You know, Ted Cruz, the. Thank um, God for Cancun. Yeah, you know, and for those of you who don't Woo. know who Ted Cruz is, Ted Cruz is the um, senator. He was actually the senator that was actually the president, former president of the United States. Trump insulted his wife and basically him. Um, and then he basically was. Um, let Trumpy balls deep in him for about four years until he helped well, like, insurrect, insurrect a riot. His, his dad supposedly helped kill both of the Kennedys. Uh, yeah. Um, and then he promptly... Which, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, he And then Ted Cruz promptly um, helped um, play an active role in the insurrection uh, at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. So that's Ted Cruz, uh... who then... I mean, he was in Georgia firing him up, Patriots this, Patriots that. Anyway, we'll move on. Um, yeah, so what let's, Ted, let's, let's do that. What Ted Cruz did do um, was, well, I should say Ted Cruz's dear wife, set up a little getaway to Cancun with a place with good security um, <laughs> uh, because it's just freezing in our house. So Ted Cruz... Uh, and his wife and his daughters board a plane to go to Cancun during arguably one of the generationally next to the hurricane that occurred, one of the worst disasters or unprecedented disasters in Texas in, in generations um, where dozens of Texans were killed. Um, uh, thousands of constituents are f- stuck with 17, 10,000 plus dollar um, uh, energy bills, um, burst pipes, destroyed property. Um, Ted Cruz. That's one of the unspoken rules in politics is you don't leave your constituents in the midst of a crisis. Oh, regardless and, of and party. Now, not only did he here. leave, not only did he leave, he threw his girls under the bus. His little girls threw him under, threw them under the bus by saying they really just wanted to, they wanted to go, so I had to be a good dad. You know what? Fuck Maybe, they Maybe they I did. Maybe they did. If you're a kid and there's an option to go to Cancun in the midst of this crisis, I get it. I would have thrown that out there. I mean, look, regardless of party, whatever. Again, that is one of the unwritten rules in politics. There's a crisis. 
You don't leave your constituents in the midst of it. Um, now, with that, you're talking about the amongst active attorneys, the man that's argued the most cases for and against, for the government and against the government, cases before the United States Supreme Court. Ted Cruz is a brilliant man, intellectually speaking. I'm not saying you agree with him, you like him, doesn't matter. However, that's what strikes me. It's like, Ted, buddy. Now, I was talking about this with my, my father, who's conservative. He was like, bro, don't do it, Ted. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things like, come on, man. It's a bad move. It's a bad look. So do you think Texas reelects Mr. Cruz? Yes. So what does that I mean? What does that say about Ted Cruz or Texas? I mean, no, I don't really know. It doesn't make him a bad senator. It was a bad call. A very bad call. Because let's be real here. You've seen the movie Aliens, right? Sure. Well, I should say, let me take this back. Is he electable? Exactly. Is he electable after this? Not necessarily yeah. does Texas. Okay. So there's a, path, there's a path back for Mr. Cruz. Well, I mean, in all fairness, I mean, I, let's be real. Forget everything else, because you're asking this in the context. Forget everything else that he's done right and or wrong or nothing right, however you view it. This one deed would not decide for me, should he be my senator or not. It would definitely confirm to me that he is like 98% of the rest of Congress, Senator House. They think they're royalty which we're not supposed to have, but it wouldn't define for me, I mean, who they got that's better. That'd be my point, is who are we sending in his place? You know, because the, the man is very bright. I would love to hear the argument otherwise. If you got one, go ahead. But he's, he's very intellectually bright, you know, but because it, it reminds me, you know. I guess, I guess so how does that... Um... How does that like sort of counteract the what was cl a clearly like it was just like whether it was a huge lapse in judgment like I don't know what That's that what is it for, was. for a huge for a hugely intellectual guy it was a pretty stupid fucking thing to do you and never, I'm not I'm not saying he's anybody... not smart but is it like is it a narcissism that I'm unaware of is it a Have you never met anybody that was so smart they were stupid somebody that. They could explain to you quantum physics. But yeah, but I feel like as an elected, I shouldn't as an stick my hand in the garbage disposal as an before elected, I turn it on. Elected leader, I think Texas certainly should want more. I think. But and Ted Cruz? I would hope so. Well, as a as morally, as a moral person, is, as a hold on, as a, hold on, is Texas part of the bumpkin South? Yeah, that's the question. Or are they not? So, because I mean, Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, you would be well served as having in Colorado in terms of intellect. What? What? The man's uh, right. I wouldn't want. I would leave Colorado. You're, rather, you're missing. Yeah. You're missing what I'm saying. I get it. He's in bright. In terms of intellect. Yeah. You just asked me about intellect. That, in terms of intellect, yeah. Ted Cruz is brilliant. Okay. But it doesn't really show that he gives a shit about the constituents in Texas. John Hulkenflockenlopper does. 
what about Texas? I don't know. Maybe yeah, he does. Maybe he does. Hockey Looper or Hockey Looper or yeah, whatever H- his name Hicken is. Looper? I mean, I guess I've, I've, I haven't seen Hickenlooper fly away in a natural disaster in Colorado. But that's my point. Like, you're saying you, you wouldn't have him there. Yes, you would. What, Ted Cruz? Cruz? Brilliant. I don't know, man. He's, he looked like he really didn't give a shit about his constituents. I, now, I, yo, I, I don't know. Corey out? What, does that, what does that say about Colorado? Who, Corey? Yeah, y'all ran him out on a rail. Good, man. Corey was a good senator. I guess. I don't know. You guess? Come well, on, I mean, man. What did, what did he do? I mean, he, 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 he kept energy, fossil fuels in, in Colorado. Okay, what, is, what does one senator do? What do they do by themselves? Like, let's get real here. Other than PR, they don't do anything by themselves. Well, I mean, Corey I don't know. It's good for the image of Colorado. I mean, it looks like AOC was quite more effective for Texas than Senator Cruz was by... Yeah, well, she's a representative. Different discussion. Uh, elected official, same thing in my book, same standard. So, so, so you understand these individuals don't do anything by themselves. They, they, they form coalitions. They vote for things. They mm-hmm. do things together. Mm-hmm. Cory Gardner was good for the image of Colorado, whether you want to hear that or not. I mean, he could be good for the image of Colorado, but I don't think he was good for Colorado. He got voted out because the majority of people of Colorado said, I don't think you're good for Colorado. You might be a good right, image yeah, for Colorado. That says more about you all than with, him. With your sexy PR campaigns about wanting to conserve and, and con- yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't doubt that, that Corey Gardner uh, likes the outdoors. I, but I just, I, you know, I think this says more about Colorado than him. So we should, we should progress. Let's advance in this episode. I mean, what is so, that? You mean Colorado? You to Texas. You mean Colorado Let's... where, uh, where the weed's legal? Denver, where psilocybin's decriminalized. We've yeah, nobody got... can afford to live. I mean, I can afford to live. I didn't move up there for a reason. Well, you can. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying it's not, uh, it's not, not expensive. I mean, it is expensive. Oh, for God's sake. Let, let's move on. We're, we're getting on. Let, let's dive deeper into Texas, which is really what you wanted to do here. We got to Ted Cruz and stopped. You wanted to dive well, I mean, into a pretty, the he's polar a... blast. Yeah, the polar blast that that killed class excuse me excuse my non-intellectual economics majoring ass at penn state let's well, continue no no it's i i would be curious to to hear your thoughts on um about what happened in texas and yeah, why this this was your topic you're going to introduce it so the way i introduced and what you thought was a bit disingenuous but i went for the shock and awe and so i'll go with the shock and awe now as well I said, I said, it's really interesting to see the sort of the libertarian dream that is Texas, minus the social aspects of it, but really that deregulated, privatized, for-profit utility um, really work in a time when it needed to work the most. That's obviously satire because it did not work when it was needed most. Um, in fact, it's lack of efficiency it's the lack of work uh mm-hmm. resulted in the death of nearly uh what was it two dozen um uh texans uh and i said i think this is a perfect or a really good example of sort of economic libertarian policy you did say that where that i mean that is and which you countered and said no 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 texas is texas it's not it's not anything it's its own thing 
to which I say, I don't know how the power grid in Texas is any different from 470 toll road that's impossibly expensive uh, to, to drive on as a privatized utility. It's a road, right? Um, and I think it's a really good example. I, I, I get of, the concept of, of okay, a road, so, Nate. So, I've, driven I've driven on a few roads. Okay, Please exactly. Move. Well, in, in a, it's analogous to the sort of the power grid situation here to where I say – to where I say, this is the concept. The concept is don't, you know, there's been a narrative that has been pushed uh, uh, since Reagan, really, that big government fails at everything. Yet there surely is things that government should be able to do better than the private sector, um, like mass producing and, or at least facilitating the mass production of vaccines and the distribution of vaccines or energy, for example, where you can never have federal oversight so that your constituents or rather your consumers aren't having to pay $10,000 plus for energy bills. Um, so I think it's a really good example of libertarian policy um, or what you would see under libertarian um, uh, or, or that really far right, I guess. I don't know what exactly it is. Um, mindset of very limited government at best, um, very, very limited government, um, that somehow this is really how it ought to be when I think this is a prime example of lack of adaptation and uh, the idea when you have profits, right? What eats into profits, obviously overhead does, but also um, capital projects can if you don't have a good... Um, uh, return on it, I suppose, if you don't do your homework. But I could imagine um, winterizing and spending all that money and then upkeep in Texas when it doesn't happen that often would be very costly and it would eat into profit, which is part of the utility. And and was you know part of the mandate of the utility, there's shareholders involved, um, stakeholders, if you will. And I, and I find that a bit alarming because you would not spend a lot of money on, on specific projects and not allocate capital to those um, and, and have maybe a large capex for the benefit of its citizens. Um, and I'm not saying that every place is squeaky clean. I'm sure that California will be brought up in part of this debate. Um, oh, it's coming up. Um, so Whenever not, you're done, it's coming up. Which is fine. I'm not going to absolve California. I mean, I think we should have a, it's kind of like Cuomo right now, right? Where, oh, you know, God it's like, uh, you know, it's like, well, what about really him? I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm left leaning and that guy should rot in prison if he did anything wrong. Um, so California needs to stand up for um, its energy issues as well. It works best. It, it does. It does work best. So, uh, all right. Welcome back. To the segment of Nate and John chilled out, had a couple days to think about what they were going to talk about and whether or not it was actually relevant, right? So um, that means Texas, right? So I, I, you know, it's been, we're a little bit removed from the Texas snowstorm and we were going to do this episode on the Texas snowstorm, but several days ago and it was more relevant, right? So I think I was in the position at the time to really like call out the GOP and really stick it to them. And sh this is what happens when there's the, the Texas style libertarianism for profit uh, uh, power system, right? And and immediately I knew 
that you were going to bring up California, who has gone through has gone through some shit, right? And so I I I'm glad that we had to sort of cease fire because there were some technical difficulties which happen, and I I had the a moment to look at both of those situations and come back to the table and say, listen, um, I think that there are serious realities on both sides. So, so I'm acknowledging the fact that there were failures in California and probably will continue to be failures in California. And there was a massive failure in Texas and it affected a huge portion of their population. But I think what we need to do now that's most important is to talk about the difference in failures in the two places because they are very different forms exactly. of states government state government right so and and they and i'm i think it's it's um incumbent on our listeners to then decide okay there's 50 you know well the the lower 48 you know uh there's a whole bunch of different ways to uh to have energy, right? And there's there's nuclear, there's coal-fired natural gas, there's renewables, and and there. The... You know, wind doesn't blow all the time, Nate. Look, I realize that. So <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm quoting. I'm quoting President Donald John Trump when he said, "Well, <clears throat> the wind only blows some of the time." No, but I, I think I think that's where we kind of got cut off the other night is because I, I wasn't making a. Well, you see the California communists mm -hmm. and the Texas, you know, I don't think either extreme was accurate. Like the, the California communists, the Texas libertarians, I, I think there's, it's quite literally apples and oranges there. Mm -hmm. Texas and California could not be more different. And so that, yeah. look, I loved living in California in two different sense that I lived there. You're in San Francisco, three years near LA. I, I truly loved it. It's got its own unique set of challenges, okay? Um, Texas is, as I said the other night, though, Texas is kind of just Texas. It's its own deal. They're cut off from the rest of the nation in terms of power supply, and they kind of created their own. I mean, it's their tree, and they sat in it. And that's, mm. that's not, to me, like an endorsement or a condemnation of, of – free market thinking or not. But I, I just I want to be clear because we kind of got cut off. Mm -hmm. That wasn't me saying, oh, this is my chance to crap on California. I love California. Okay. It's just, it's a different animal, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think maybe where I begin to have a problem with the comparison between California and Texas, because listen, California has been through the ringer um, the last couple of years with, with, um, forest fires that have just devastated communities. Texas, Texas has had hurricanes, and now the fact that oh, like two dozen people are are dead in Texas because of these storms. I think what we need to at least acknowledge is some truths that we both hold, and that will help us inform sort of our decision on on. You know, there were two failures in two very different type of uh, governed states. Yes, but, but both were catalyzed by climate change. And exactly. And, 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 hear that. and we're walking into kind of my point and the, the, what well, I'd I'm like to talk it. about. I'm the Republican on the podcast and I'm the one saying it. Yes. So what I think is important in this, in this entire conversation is, listen, there were failures in two places. 
But you have to look at the intention of both of those places to really determine like the equality of the comparison or the fact is it more apples to apples or more apples to oranges because if you have one if you have one locale California one geographical location that is really dedicated to making it work with with uh, renewable energy and they're going through a lot of growing pains the population is huge it's a massive population right. you know and it, remember- the intention of that of that state is to be have a, a a neutral carbon footprint right whereas then you look at texas who basically just glossed over any sort of efficiencies for winterization and it was more of a for-profit situation and and who they do have renewable energy. I'll give Texas that point, but forty percent of the grid is renewable. Look, the it's. However, they were they were asked as you and I talked about when we first started this. They were asked a few years ago, and it would have cost yes a significant dollar value. But they said, look, if we can insulate these generators, yes, it'll be a, a seven to eight figure amount, but it will prepare against a once in a generation type storm like this. And they didn't do it. Okay. Now, California, you got to remember, and this is not anybody, any one person's fault, any one caucus's fault, but you got to remember PG&E filed Chapter 11, their primary power provider filed Chapter 11, what, two years ago? And so they, they basically had to face in the last two summers rolling blackouts to say, hey, let's, let's not shut down the entire power grid. Yeah, you know, it, it's a miserable situation. In well, yeah, and, situation and look, PG&E also went bankrupt because of, that wasn't being critical. No, 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 no. I'm just I'm adding context, like because we have a lot of international listeners, and I think it's important to point out that PG&E didn't go bankrupt or went Chapter 11, which is bankruptcy in the United States, because they're just a horrible utility. I mean, they. Well, I, didn't, I didn't mean that. No, no, no. But I'm I'm not saying anything against you. I'm just adding context right. that I mean. Like, I just want to be clear. Par- I'm not Paradise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Paradise, California. There was like what a hundred plus deaths. Like where a city was wiped out. That was the place that Donald Trump showed up, and he basically like grabbed his nuts and called it Pleasure California. So, which was, and he was like, "We'll just rake this shit up, and <laughs> we'll be good." <clears throat> so, um, Jesus. yes. So, I think, I think. It's important to acknowledge the failures of a place like California. And I, I just think it is, there should be a distinction made, I think, behind the motive, right? Because there will be failures as we move towards, hopefully, a fairly, uh, uh, an entire power grid that's powered by renewable energy, right? And we will have growing pains, but you have to think, I think it, it isn't just the, the the idea that Texas decided not to spend uh, to in, to increase its capex for uh, for for winterizing a system. Other states. What's that? They refused to connect with other states, and other states like Louisiana is bad. I mean, for God's sake! Again, we have parishes, not county. As backwards as Louisiana can be. It, the, the fact is, at least we're connected to other states so that, you know, Louisiana's crisis lasted about two hours during the last snowstorm. Mm-hmm. We were able to transfer power from Tennessee, Arkansas, Mississippi, and Alabama and recover. 
Texas so didn't then, have what, that luxury. So when it comes to governance, right? What? How does that? Because, okay. So one thing, I'll certainly acknowledge here is I think the the facts show that so one fifth. Um, of the net electricity generated in Texas is from renewable, which is actually 20% is a... Excuse me, it wasn't 40%. That's my... I I misspoke earlier. Oh, no, it's fine. But but even... I didn't mean 40%, my bad. But even 20% is is impressive. I I say, as of right now, I don't know that... We're from Michigan. I don't know what what the... the state of that is in Michigan, which they've got the Great Lakes, which would be perfect places for that. So, um, you know, there's, I think there's, I'm not discounting the fact that Texas is not like a leader or not a leader in renewable resources. I think, I think it's, it is I not think it's, pragmatic. I think it's the attitude, right? Yeah, you're right. I think it's the attitude, like you were pointing out, it's like the attitude that there's like a lack of collaboration and two middle fingers to everyone else when this entire basically the dependency or excuse me the the progression of our species really depends on our collaboration um and coming together and making the best decisions for I, you one thing i wanted to point out but one thing I wanted to point out about sort of the idea of renewable resources in California, that it goes beyond like an economic or a fiscal or monetary thing. It actually it has societal benefits as well. So there's a, there's a social aspect to this that I think sometimes get gets lost and I think often doesn't get factored into the quantitative aspect of um, becoming more energy efficient, right? I think like many things – there's many things that cost money. There's the numbers, there's the X's, there's the, you know, there's the dollar signs, but there is, we don't factor in the, the, the social cost or the social um, potential, that sort of potential energy that comes from policy. You're talking about investment. It could be like, it could people. be, it could be like the minimum wage being $15, right? It wasn't meant to be a negative. I know, I re- but why Sarah's listening in? No, and she's- because this is the exact same conversation that like CMOs. So for example, I was part of a conversation today of Nestle at Nestle that the CMO is in, in general, um, taking the reins in advancing the agenda of renewable plastics, like making sure that things are not virgin plastics and and basically just like pushing forward a progressive agenda. So when I hear you guys talking about these things, to me, it it literally is like a, like a, like, why are we still talking about this? Like, why are we not just pushing forward and making sure that like business initiatives align with like what needs to happen in the world? So that's what my sigh was about. Oh, it's okay. It's a, it's a good sigh. I mean, there, there's certain issues here that I mean, I, I got to tell you, as I made this joke before, I'm sure I'm not one of four, but as one of a, perhaps 4% of the Republican Party that are Nixon, Rockefeller, Republicans left of center, where we used to. I don't know, Dwight Eisenhower actually gave a damn about the national infrastructure, hence our interstate highway system. Um, I I find it frustrating to to hear Republicans from the Gulf 
South trying to deny climate change. I'm going, well, come on down to South Louisiana where we use, we lose uh, 100 yards of land every day, 300 feet for any of these math majors out there. Louisiana, uh, South Louisiana can tell you that climate change is very real. Well, so it's, that this is very frustrating to me on that on that level that we're actually still having that conversation. And so, you, 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 you I, think it's what it's about, fine, but it's a reality. So here's my here's my question then, because, um, <clears throat> for example, I think we all, for the most part, the majority of Americans, the majority of the humans on planet Earth, agree that the climate is changing, um, and and so. I agree. I think it's, I think uh, the also coming, coming, uh, (laughs) making a, uh, sort of making the case for the difference between California and Texas is the fact that California, you know, the, the governor of, there are several, the governor of Texas came out and immediately blamed renewable resources like wind power as the problem. And which is an absolute bullshit lie. Well, it was a blatant fucking lie. Well, on only hand, to on advance an agenda about the fact that climate change is a hoax. When you watched well, the governor of California never once came out and blamed it on sort of well green energy, which is that's the, the difference between being genuine I'll, I'll and disgenuine. Your, I'll start with your Bravo point. Uh, Point Bravo, the governor of California can't possibly deny any of that. Political cost to him at amidst this recall, he can't do that. But point A. Well, no, this is way before that, though. That was way before that. Don't pin him, don't pin the governor of Texas against the governor of California. Like, only hold the governor of Texas accountable for what the governor of Texas needs to be held accountable for. Because then you open the door to, like, too many, like, what about his yeah just well, i agree and that's that's where i was going back so that's why. and and this was this was the this is also a different time period as well right well that's why i started with b first right. okay that's why yeah. i started with point bravo on, yeah, point I'm alpha would be in texas yeah okay just like the lady that posted a picture of her ceiling fan being frozen that did happen but okay sure the windmills froze down but guess what else did too the propane mm-hmm. propane froze down the natural gas pump stopped. Yes. So I mean, it, it, so it's, it's very disingenuous to say on one hand, well, see, the windmills froze. Oh, yeah, well, so did the natural gas pipeline. So then what so, was the point of Abbott coming out? Like, what agenda are you pushing when he comes out and he says, blames it immediately on renewables, right? So thinks that he has presidential material. There's your short answer so he which is so so then that means that that means that because if he has presidential uh material if he is that that means that there's a huge portion of the united states that also would believe what he believes and that means that a huge portion of the united states believes that renewable is the bane of all existence and please come on down anybody and i mean this mod state at modstate.com and please I will arrange a time when I'm in South Louisiana. I will take you down to the coastline and show you the markers. Ever since Katrina, our coastline has continued to evaporate. We are desperately, they're calling it the Noah's Ark plan, what Venice, Italy did to save their city. New Orleans has brought in Venetian uh, architects and some Dutch industrial architects to try and save New Orleans. 
Okay. I hope it's not a losing effort because I love that city. I'd do anything for it. Okay. But that's where we're at right now. So this is not, so, people may want to make it a Republican or Democrat issue, but New Orleans, I don't give a damn about your politics. I want to save my city. But, but you will have to care about politics yeah. because there is clearly one side that is denying its existence. So you really well, do I'm sorry need for Steve Scalise. Well, you, office, so you do need right the Democrats. Was born. You do need the Democrats because the Republicans don't give a shit. I'm and, very sorry they don't. And I, yeah, so, so what I'm not here to pick on them. I'm here to say, what do we do? What do we do? Like, is it a, is it, I understand leadership cashing in on it, right? That, that there's money leadership to be made. in the Republican party. What? That's, that's a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. Uh, I just wonder really how, what is it going to take? Because ultimately the way a Republican gets on board for abortion is when someone <laughs> close to needs one. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, it doesn't matter until it, hold on. It, it doesn't matter until it happens to me. Is that the way we're going to go about with climate change? No. What happens with Republicans is that it doesn't happen until my bottom line, my P and L is being so stripped down that I can't do anything else with my business and I have to pay attention to renewables. I have to pay attention to climate change. And by that time, Republicans are saying, what you're forcing me to do is going to ruin my business, to which the rest of us are going to be saying, we've given you decades. We've given you decades sure, to invest. We've given you decades to make marginal changes. We've given you decades. And by this time, like... Quite frankly, for me, which I would like Democrats to say, which Democrats don't take a hard enough line, in my opinion, but that's just me, that we have given you so much time. Your time is up and you should have done something in the decades, like since Al Gore, quite frankly, you rode him out on a rail and you anyway. That's what I have to say. I would say since the Clean Air Act and the Clean Water Act were enforced, since via uh, executive order, the EPA was created by President Nixon. But, you know, we can't talk about him as Republicans, but that's where I'm frustrated is going, okay, these South Louisiana Republicans like Steve Scalise, House, House Minority Whip, he knows that's what pisses me off the most about him. Yeah, he kind of, and he... He was flip-flopping on Trump. I wasn't super impressed with him in the last couple of weeks. In the past couple of weeks? When were you impressed with Steve Scalise? I mean, Ever? I mean, he got shot in the hip, and he like made okay, it back I'm to... I'm glad he survived. I did not want him to die. But impressed with Steve Scalise? The guy lied about speaking at a rally organized by David Duke. I'm sorry. In this day and age, lie better. Say you wanted to reach his audience. Fine. Right. So, so, okay. So, so let's, 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 let's bring this back into a clearer focus no, between the three I, of us. I'm, I'm just saying, let's, I don't so, feel bad for them. All right. So Mike, so, so what started as a really honest intellectual discussion about it California, honest. it is, it's, it's great. Honest. I, I'm being honest. So Are you no, not being hold honest? On. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it's not intellectual and not honest. I'm just I saying started we, we started off as a debate between Texas and California, and now we're talking about Scalise and the KKK. We just, we did, well, kinda, we made some moves what there. What you mean is, let's bring it back into focus. 
yeah, we're gonna. That's what I said. Let's bring this. Uh, let's let's not offend anyone. Let's, let's bring it back. Let's tighten the shock group here. Okay. <laughs> so well, that's your problem. Um, okay. So we we do acknowledge that there are um, two different governance approaches, and two catastrophic things happened. However, is it important to understand the intent of one party versus the other, and even the way the leadership handles the failures in those states. Frankly, no. The, 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 pragmatic, the pragmatism is, is what is at hand. The, the, the end result for the people in both states is a loss. Okay. But, but should we, does it mean we don't emulate either one of them or a hybrid of one of them? Or should we yeah, abandon was, one? I mean, is it, I feel like the after action mean, review is important to have. I don't mean don't analyze the leadership. Of course, the, the, the intent matters, as we've talked about. But the, the end result is that both states suffered, I think, from a lack of planning from completely different, from completely different angles. Angles. But are those angles and reasons important in the future of America, right? Of course they are. So, of course so are. which one is... I guess if they are important to dissect and discuss for the future of America, the question is which one of those angles is better for America moving forward, given the climate today. And I think, I think I know, and that's where we kind of stop. And it's like, Oh boy, what's that? That's the complexity with California. And again, I love living there. Okay. I, I, so this is not me. Look, my, my wife was from there, okay? I, I really, I love that state, okay? In a lot of ways, of the, the combined four years that I lived there. It's just such a complex place. It's like there's three different states, okay? There's Southern California, there's the Central to Mid Coast, and there's Northern California, which could, if it was cut off, would be rad. It's farm country, Bakersfield, and I mean, Northern California feeds the country, feeds a large portion of the world. So it's, it's really a, a, a complex dichotomy of, of politics there. Taxes, and again, is Texas, okay? Outside of Austin, it's a different ballgame. And I, and I get it, the approaches do matter. But at the end of the day, those respective governments fail their people for different reasons. Whether they meant to fail or not is irrelevant, they did, okay? Texas didn't want to. Texas didn't want to wrap insulation around their generators, and California refused to consider the possibility of nuclear power. Now, I mean, even even France is embracing nuclear power, and that, that's something to be considered. Now, I mean, I know now that is that's where me and, and a lot of other environmental thinkers kind of part ways because that's a very polarizing issue bill Bill gates just came out and said that the future for america and future for the world is nuclear energy absolutely so so um i guess where i'm sort of moving to uh with this question is that we talked about two different states having two different types of approaches but and also, there's consequence at the federal level, right? So when one party is in power, I worry that we might have too many policies or like environment or maybe lack of environmental policies, lack of policies for workers, 
where there's a we sort of get tipped over the edge and when you have too many i mean overwhelm there's the state majorities are overwhelmingly conservative in the united states and and i'm just saying in the event that there is a a monopoly on conservatism in the united states the fact that the the planet is as fragile as it is there might be a tipping point where it's sort of these policies where it's like fuck climate change and it's like well you know what god we we had to have done something by now um and we have not and we are not going to for a while because fuck the wilderness and and that's and that's it right so I think there is consequence to a specific type of thought, right? There is a there is a consequence to. Well, I mean it like that. Well, I I know I don't I I understand you don't necessarily mean it that way, but I'm pointing out that there is a thought process out there that it is like, if it is like fuck the libs, and that's the reason for it, that's horrible. But if it's just out of a, a out of a need to for profits, that's also horrible as well i think at the at the point where like destruction of something i feel like we're so cognizant of in this society today we're so cognizant of the fact of sort of the repercussions of things we do right and we should be cognizant of the consequence of the things we we do and 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 we should be cognizant of the things that we say as well so I don't know. I, I think that there is, I think there is one side that is, is, is fairly hyper acute to that. And there's another side that either is just completely unaware or are doing it out of principle to like, aggression. you know what I mean? Like fuck the libs or out of aggression or something like that. And so I'm not, I'm not quite sure how sustainable that model is over time. Or like what, like what the reason is, is it like, what is it? Is it because of just profit and shareholder or profit or like what, why? I guess that's my question is what, why hang on to this model? I can't, I can't answer it around the spectrum. I, I can only speculate to a certain degree. There's a, there's this idea that, and I'm not saying this, I'm saying what the idea is, is that, well, California wants to destroy the gas and oil industry when, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so therefore anything they offer as an alternative is therefore some libtard approach. And so we're not, we're not going to do that. Even though taxes, what, well, what was it? We said 20% of their bread is renewable. So it was a it was a multitude of failures on both sides. I mean, for one thing, again, California is so vast, and then not that Texas isn't vast, but what folks need to understand, and particularly overseas, I'm sure a lot of people in the South get this, but Texas refuses because they don't want federal oversight. They will not permit themselves to be connected to other states to transfer power. And so, yes, while Texas is in a lot of ways nearly as vast as California in terms of power transfers, they don't have that federal oversight because they don't want to be connected. California's failures were for a completely different reason, okay? But it, it, it's a very vast and complex 
series of problems here. And I mean, we're honestly, we're trying to break down in a 20 minute time frame what has been in the making in both states for four decades. So I, I don't know if any of that makes any sense, but I, I don't think it's as easy to break down as, well, these damn Democrats or these ridiculous Republicans. I, I'm sure there's an amount of that, a certain amount of that that could, a case that could be made on either side. I mean, does that, is that kosher? Yeah. I mean, I, I believe that there, there are lessons to be gleaned from both situations, but I think we have, what I think is important to acknowledge is the intent of both of those parties, right? And I don't, I don't know their intent. You're asking me about well, the intent of someone's heart. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I, I know that it happens often where it's like, well, we both can't. We, we don't know. We don't know the let's intent. Let's out of the way real quick, though. Let's 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 remove the 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 moral fallacies or moral pretense from both sides here. Okay, aside from Bernie Sanders, both sides have super PACs. Both sides take donations from billionaires. So let, let, let's not anybody get too high on the high horse here. Okay. Sure. I mean, I, I'm not. And no, I, I'm not saying that. you personally. I, I'm just saying in general, it, it's going to be real tough for me to hear a Gavin Newsom get on a high horse. I'm going, really? And look, so, dude, uh, that, that guy's. Who was it? The, the French Laundry? Yeah, that guy's a piece of shit. And you know, if, if, if Cuomo in New York is guilty, that guy's a piece of shit. And the difference if. between the two parties is if I align more with those guys and those guys are assholes, they're pieces of shit and they should be out of office. I'm not so worshiping them as a figure in politics that it's weird, like biblically weird, like cult-like worshiping weird. I'm and, and that's talking about me here. No, no, no. I'm not saying you unless you unless you like some some of those guys that way. And I don't think you do. I'm not saying that. But that's the difference. Like we can what about ism, not you and I necessarily. That's not what I was doing. But like I'm not saying I'm not but I'm saying I'm not doing that. I want to be clear. What I'm saying is look, I get agreeing with one party's platform over another. I totally grasp that. What I'm getting at is just to remove any confusion here from folks, both parties are financed last I checked by people with money. Which is cool. They can be financed with that kind of they can be financed with that kind of money, but it, it's it's about what their intent is with that money, right? I right? don't know what it is. And look, man, if a politician if there's two politicians that get rich off some contributions or some shit, I'm not saying that's ethical or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. My well, point is happens. my point is if one of them is just merely out for profit and doesn't give a shit about the country, I'm going to be more pissed at that guy than if the other one was just happened to be like Bernie Sanders principled for, and just cared that much no, about the American people. Look, there's a difference though, man, like, there's one like of those. morally or, or one I don't Bernie know what Sanders. exactly it is, but there's, there is something there's, there's a difference between those two type of people. And I know, I know it's a weird, maybe like three. could be like, hyperbole a bit but no 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 let's let's be clear here i'm no bernie sanders supporter okay but damn there's gavin newsom there's jim abbott or whatever his first name is abbott governor abbott of texas there's gavin or newsom and then there's bernie sanders who hasn't moved his platform in 50 years 
I'm not a, Ver a Bernie Sanders supporter, but that's three classes of people there. Hmm. I just want to be clear. All right. There's yeah. only one Bernie Sanders. All right. Well, at least we can agree on that. Well, am I wrong? No, you're not. No, you're right. I mean, please continue. I just want to be clear. We're not going to put, we're not going to draw a parallel between the Democratic Party and Bernie Sanders, for God's sake. No, no, no. I, I refuse to put him and Nancy Pelosi on the same platform. That's Sorry. Very, that's very nice of you. Well, what? no. Honestly, I think I've aired my grievances um, surrounding this Texas. That, I'm still trying to figure out where you're getting at. Or not my grievances. I've projected my opinion well, about what is that though really we're, th we're no, half I'm hour in here i get it you're you're saying if if people are are coming from the right place then that's right if they're coming from a, a place out of corporate greed then that's wrong but all right so who is who here what do you mean who is I, who? i'm just trying to get it like like overall the framework of what, where you're coming from. So the California DNC is good. The Texas RNC is bad. I mean, like, what are, what are you trying to say? I honestly am asking. What do you think I'm trying to say? I honestly don't know. <clears throat> I'm kind of confused. I mean, hey, look, noble people ought to stay in office. I mm -hmm. agree. So, but so if you're asking yeah, 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 me, right, right. I so, think that... so let's, let's propose to... Let's propose two scenarios here. I'm just trying to, to clear up the waters. Sure, here a sure. Bit. Okay, so we're, we're scenario one is um, a geographical region is moving towards um, a carbon neutral footprint. In the process, they have to. Uh, their challenges are a large population, um, an ever increasing temperature, and uh, forest fires. Not to mention um, trying to strike a balance between nuclear non-renewable and renewable resources um, their goal is to achieve uh, a bit of social equity in terms of energy usage and to create You're talking about california i mean i didn't say california but you guessed well, you realize it. they right. have a democratic supermajority in their legislature no. right all right so you guessed california okay so now let me propose the other one. i guessed the other uh the other scenario is you know what? It's a huge place. It's a it's a massive geographical location in the United States, home to many people. It's a growing, diverse uh, geographical location. Um, it also has a number of different uh, ecosystems and uh, the potential for a lot of renewable uh, resources. In fact, the state is now twenty percent uh, renewable resources, and and hopefully in the future they are, are moving to uh, make that higher than 20%. However, this locale has decided to remain independent from the rest of the collaborative grid in this massive geographical location and has suffered the consequences of a lack of CapEx expenditure on preparing for climate change like other geographical locations have been trying to uh, move towards. I mean, it, it paints a different picture, right? There's like, there's a. What's your question? So the the whole point what is. What are you trying to make? Is what I'm getting at. So the whole point is, regardless of outcomes, sort of the attitude towards the future of the country plays a, a huge role in sort of your culpability in 
the uh, suffering of the people that you govern, like Texas. I don't, I don't know that anyone's attitude changes the outcome. Yes, I mean, it does. It absolutely does. I mean, even if the outcome's the same, it's... It, so the outcome isn't changed by from, the attitude. Yeah, you're right. From a legal standpoint, it's not. From no, sort, I mean, but, from a result standpoint, Nate, they both had power grid failures. I mean, what I'm getting at here is, is look, I, I'm trying to go beyond this, this duopoly of Dems, God, GOP, all evil, because... You're talking about with California. Now, look this up. Fact check me. Feel free. The state legislature of California in Sacramento, the Democrats have a super majority. They don't need a single Republican vote, any of the 11. I'm sure there's more than that. But they don't need a single Republican vote to get a damn thing done. Okay? Now, Texas, on the other hand, is a state that the Democrats actually thought was purple heading into 2020, or do I exaggerate? So, which is it? That's my thing. It's not so simple as just, now look, I get it. I don't have it twisted. Like I said earlier on this broadcast, there's a lot of Republicans that if they doubt that climate change is happening, I don't care what reason you want to attribute to it, but please come down to the South Louisiana coastline for me. And I can educate you visually on the issue. We'll talk about the reasons later, but it's happening. Or none, period. End of debate. But you must see the point though, right? That California Democratic supermajority Texas, a state so nearly purple, y'all thought y'all could flip it. Do you not see the point there? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't get the point that w it couldn't be flipped. I think, I think. No, I, I'm not saying it couldn't be flipped. What I'm saying is you can't have it both ways and saying that, oh, it's just this Republican deep red dominated place. But, oh, we thought before Biden lost it that we could flip it. It, it, it doesn't work that way. It's not deep red dominated by Republicans, but at the same well, time, we, I guess, we can. <clears throat> I guess the one you thing about that point. Yeah. So, so what I'll say about Texas is, uh, you know, back when uh, uh, Ted Cruz fled uh, and then the attorney general went to, to went to, went to Salt Lake city. Um, <clears throat> I text. Don't, don't I, answer the actual I, question. So look, I, no, no, hold on. I, I text my cousin. I was like, you know, it's really interesting. It is, it is just really cool to see this bipartisan effort in Texas to turn the state blue. I mean, even the Republican, the, even the Republican senators, like federally elected senators are trying to turn the state blue. Ted Cruz was like, you know what? Fuck Texas. I'm going to Cancun. And he was like, you know what? Go ahead, AOC. Just raise five million dollars for Texas while I just go fuck around in Cancun. Also, I'd love to see her do that for Texas. She did. No, what I mean is actually impact the race because I, you know, the good news there is you might be right. Texas might be able to actually elect a more smarmy senator than John Ossoff with Beto O'Rourke. Maybe it'd be a close race. Maybe we'll see. I mean, God, Texas. I, is... I just find it hilarious. You want to actually address the topic. What was your question, though? 
What do you mean? What is my question? You don't see the point. I'm going to ask you a third time. Okay. And if you don't answer it again, that's fine. We'll end on that. All right. But I'm sure our audience is going to get it. Okay. Whether they want to admit it or not. But California, their power grid failed. Yes or yes? Of course it did. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, California has a Democratic supermajority. Okay. They don't need to. No, <clears throat> let me finish since you didn't get it the first two no, times. No, no. Go ahead. You didn't answer it the first two times. It, you did get it. You didn't answer. The first two times. California has a Democratic supermajority in, in Sacramento. They don't need a single Republican vote to do a damn thing. Power grid failed. Yes or yes or yes. Yes. That's the answer. So in Texas, a state so supposedly purple until Joe Biden lost it, and then all of a sudden it's a deep red state, conveniently. Um, but so supposedly purple, and power grid failed, a fifth of which is renewable. But, you know, until November it was, I mean, I can't tell you, how many times did I send you, you and I go back and forth in these articles on, on CNN Politico, Texas is turning blue. Oh, is it? Really? But now that the power grid failed, Texas is deep red. Oh, that, that's, that's expletive deleted convenient. If you don't see that, Nate, I'm sorry we can end on that. No, I guarantee you our I mean, listeners see that. I mean, what you're saying is that California's power grid failed and they have a supermajority, which means they need no Republican votes to do anything to improve their power grid, and it's not improved. They don't. Okay. Okay, and, I can send you the numbers from there. No, 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 no. I, I, I'll take you on like. that. I'll take you on that face value. <clears throat> um, uh, well, I'll, I'll send it to you. Okay, okay. but but I, I get it. That's what you're. Vote. They don't. They do not need a Republican vote. I get the power that. Power grid failed. Power grid Texas, failed. Texas, <clears throat> deep the red. Power grid failed. I mean, so they failed. Well, your point is they're deep red. Well, you're you're missing the, the the second point here. Okay. Okay. The second point is it's funny going into November. Mm -hmm. Now, watch very carefully here as I move these cups around, Al Gore style. Okay, so heading into November, Texas is going to be purple. We're going to turn it blue until you didn't. And now that the power grid has failed in Texas, both power grids failed. But now that the power grid failed in Texas, Texas is deep red. And I just find that hysterical. Not that the power grid failed. But all of a sudden, Texas is deep Republican red. No one since you didn't win it in November. No one, I think, no one's saying that the population of Texas is deep red. The leadership is, like, the leadership that's, is that's, overwhelmingly that's not, you deep. You and I exchange messages about in in in, in November. I mean, yeah, I got quite a few links from you. If you'd like, I can provide screenshots. Well, I mean, I don't think anyone's denying or confirming how. I mean, I'm certainly not saying that X amount of the Texas population is Republican or or, or liberal. I'm not. I'm not making that not claim now. at all. I'm saying that not, overwhelming not. the overwhelming majority of leadership in Texas is conservative or GOP. I mean, it's, I okay. think it's fairly objective. So it doesn't have anything to do with the population. Uh, maybe it's, it's now. is it reflective of their population? I don't know. It, I don't have it, those it statistics. I think I think that Texas has way more of a possibility of being blue than it ever has, 
but I just don't know what the population demographics are. But I can say that their leadership is pretty damn red. I mean, that's pretty objective. And they are going to dictate what happens in Texas, not the people, not the people of Texas. They're really not. It's the leadership that's going to make those decisions, the, the detailed decisions, like whether you winterize a grid or you give more to renew or you winterize your renewables, at least. I'm not calling Texas government out for that. I'm just pointing out I'm answering your question, really. I don't think you are. Really? But that's okay. No, you're not actually, but that's okay. Look, I don't, I, look, we could, we've gone back and forth on this for 10 minutes and I think we could go back on it for 10 more and you're not going to do it. That's okay. Which, which part of it though? Cause I said there was a first what do you part. Mean, which part? Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. I, th- I, I think this is probably a, a good place to end. Okay. We will. I, I don't, you wouldn't answer me in 30 more minutes. Listen, what you're trying to ask me is, what you're pointing out is that at one point, I thought Texas was going to be blue, and now it, and it didn't, and now all of a sudden Texas is deep red. And so I'm flipping my demographic no, breakdown. That's, that's not what I'm saying, but that's, that's why we should just stop here. All right, then we are going to stop here. This is part two of <laughs> part two of a single podcast. Part two episode. of what? Part two of the first part. Where's the first part? It would be the first part of this podcast. Where are we at? We're at the point where I have to say, listen, it's an honor and a privilege to do this with you week in and week out, dude. I, I, I really love you. I think the last um, several episodes have been been pretty tense but i think the, the climate's been pretty tense so i do uh, i do want to say that um i think the conversation is really important and there's there's really no other person i'd rather do it with uh having these conversations i love you too nate you know that i mean we've done this what you know um come let's see what was it july will be 10 years now we've been doing this not on record about 10 years since you were army and i was navy yeah right that's crazy that's actually crazy 10 years 10 years it's wild if there's if there's a bigger rivalry for folks out there than republican and democrat nixon and rfk it's army navy yep and we were brothers back then man indeed and we'll continue i love you very much man it's great to do this with you absolutely well until next time 